Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America. Happy birthday, America. I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, live from Mount Rushmore. Just kidding. (laughs) We are here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden, right here in New York City, at the world-famous Talk Radio 77 WABC on this blessed Independence Day. Our phone number, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. And I invite you to call in with whatever your comments are so that we can discuss them on the air. I'm so happy to join you guys as you prepare and relax and drive wherever you're driving to celebrate our nation's 244th year of existence, our 244th year of independence. And we have an amazing lineup of guests Music, special programming, just for you this evening in honor of Independence Day. In fact, just yesterday, I interviewed my Boricua brother, the musical sensation Tony Orlando, who's also of Puerto Rican descent, when I co-hosted the Bernie and Sid show with Russ Salzberg. He had a lot to say, and you're going to be hearing from his uh, hits and from so many others. So keep it locked right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I want you to turn up your volume because... The All-American Weekend starts right now. But first, I want to ask you, why does anybody love America? Why do you love America? I can tell you why I love America. I love America because our liberties are protected by the limiting of the government, not by the limiting of the citizen. That's what our Constitution is all about. I love America because my dad moved here from Caguas, Puerto Rico in 1955. When he was 18 years old, because he wanted more opportunity, he moved to the Bronx and he struggled. He worked in a cardboard factory. He worked as a doorman in Tudor City. He even threw back beers when he was a doorman with uh, an old actor named Richard Mulligan, who he was pretty friendly with. But yet I'm here. That's right. I'm here. I'm a radio superstar, I like to say. And I think I'm the only one that believes that. But I'm right here on the legendary talk radio, 77 WABC in New York City. One of the strongest AM radio signals in North America. And now we're on 107.1 FM, by the way. I just want to mention that. And that's thanks to our intrepid CEO, John Katsimatidis, our visionary president here at WABC, Chad Lopez. And the branding expertise of our senior VP and director of programming, Dave Labrosi, also known around here as Luca Brazzi. But the point is, I'm here, I'm pursuing my American dream, and the American dream is alive and well. There's hope for the future. And our president, Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, made similar comments last night at Mount Rushmore. Listen to this. 
We believe that our children should be taught to love their country, honor their history, and respect our great American flag. We stand tall, we stand proud, and we only kneel to Almighty God. So President Trump, to thunderous applause, is talking about teaching our children to love the country, love their flag, and love God. What is wrong with any of those things? Well, you would think that nothing is wrong with those things. Irrespective of what you think of politics, there's nothing wrong with loving the country that you live in. But CNN has a different opinion. And Brian Stelter was giving some commentary, and I got to tell you, I took exception to it, but I want you to hear part of what he had to say. Check this out, cut six. I don't think this speech made any sense unless you had watched hundreds of hours of Fox News and you had read all of Newt Gingrich's books. You know, you have to be fully plugged in to the narrative that the right wing is selling on radio, TV, and online, which is about statues, which is about monuments. You know, when the president says something like he said last night, he said the schools are teaching students to hate their own country. That makes no sense unless you are plugged into the Hannity universe, and then it makes a lot of sense. So this was clearly only for that audience. It was, of course, carried live on Fox News. Now, I hope everybody at the FCC is having a great Independence Day because this guy is a real pendejo. I hope I could say that on the radio because he really, really is. Now, he's saying uh, if you listen to Fox News or if you're in some right wing bubble, that's the only way you think that kids in America aren't being taught to love their country. But I would say I take exception because why? Just talk to kids. Interview somebody. Just go to a drive through where there's a teenager and ask him an obscure question like, who's the vice president of the United States? And see what they tell you. I bet you they don't, don't know the answer. They don't know a whole lot of these things. But we've got some audio from that that I am stealing from my brother, Rich Gioli, who filled in for the great one last night. So check out this uh, montage. What year did we declare our independence? I'm going to be real with you. I don't know. 1967, I'll say. Close. A little off. I don't know. 1859. 1964. I'm going to give you a try. What do you think? What year did we get our independence? 1970-something, 74, something like that. 1864. 18, shut up. Yes, like, shut like up. 18. 19, it's like, farther no, back? Like, like 18, it's further back. From the 1800s? Oh, shit. 1777? It's super close. 76, 76. So we're actually very two interesting people to talk to. We're teachers. Okay. <laughs> so I was a seventh grade civics uh, teacher, government teacher, and she is an elementary school teacher, fourth grade, second grade elementary school teacher. What year did we get our independence? <laughs> <laughs> 17-something. Who did we get our independence from? What country? I don't know. I don't know this question. The United States? Do you guys know who we got our independence from? I don't know. America? Oh, Britain. Great Britain or something like that. Um, England. What was the name of the war that we were fighting at the time? The Civil War? The French Revolution, right? The Civil War? The Industrial Revolution, right? I think it's the Civil War. I actually don't remember. I, I, I know what it is. I really just don't remember. Try again. World War Two. World War One. Yeah, I will also say the Civil War. World War did not start in 1700, right? World War II was in 1900, dog. Oh, the Britain Britain War, yeah, that. The Revolution. Keep it live, keep it local, keep it locked right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm Rich Valdez with an S. That's Rich Valdez with an S on Twitter. We'll be right back. So in true anti-American spirit, 
putting partisanship over patriotism, our favorite congresswoman from the 14th District of New York, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, better known here as All Out Crazy, had this to say. Over the last several weeks, our nation has been gripped by the uprisings against anti-black racism and systemic racial injustice across the United States. But there is a difference between saying that we believe in the inherent dignity, equality, and value of our black brothers and sisters and actually committing to it. And the Community Reinvestment Act is one such commitment. Our nation has an unconscionable racial wealth gap that is directly rooted in the racist financial practice of redlining, whereby black communities had red lines drawn around them on a map and systematically denied banking, housing, and economic opportunities. As a result, generations of white communities were given a head start at homeownership, and which was the foundation of generational wealth, while black communities were denied. And this fueled a runaway generational wealth gap that haunts the United States today. AOC wants to talk about this runaway wealth gap, which we're going to get into at some point, maybe in a little bit more depth. But I want to focus on is just how asinine her argument is, saying that because people started making money later in life, that this is somehow wrong. And something that was happening during the 50s, which was dead wrong, that isn't happening today, is still something that she needs to fix. It just goes to how she just doesn't think things through. Another thing she didn't think through was a tweet that she put out yesterday or maybe the day before. She said, Defunding the police means defunding the police, not budget tricks or funny math. Now, I think this is interesting because she then goes on to say the fight is going to continue. And she's talking about the fight against police. AOC says that the one billion cut to the NYPD budget wasn't enough. Now, of course, we're going through a renaissance right now, and it's been a dark one. But Americans, especially New Yorkers, they know right from wrong. And President Trump had something interesting to say about the police. Check this out. We want free and open debate, not speech codes and cancel culture. We embrace tolerance, not prejudice. We support the courageous men and women of law enforcement. We will never abolish our police or our great Second Amendment, which gives us the right to keep and bear arms. Now, of course, again, New Yorkers know how to do the right thing. I think most New Yorkers, by and large, support the police. It's insane to want to poo-poo the police. But yet this is what the left is continually pushing. And I want to make it clear, I really don't believe that the left is representative of most people. Some people may have views that skew left, some views that skew right. But for the most part, I think people want to live in a society that's civil and calm and peace and is protected by the police. But some people take advantage of the weakness that's displayed by those that we've entrusted to administer our public services. Like Essential Andy Cuomo, the former host of the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, his daily coronavirus briefing, which thankfully is sort of done with for now. Phil, no manja inside Murphy, and Bolshevik Bill El Bobo de Blasio. These guys are running amok. They're three idiots. It's like the Three Stooges. Now, I don't have to tell you that these guys are incredibly out of touch with real life. I can guarantee you that essential Andy, Governor Cuomo, hasn't set foot on a city bus in forever. 
I can also assure you that the only time that he's been in a train was for that photo op he did after he said they had to clean the trains for the coronavirus. So, and that was just a few weeks ago. As for Governor Wilhelm de Blasio, same thing. They don't see what you and I see as we take public transportation every day, as we walk through the streets of New York City. Check this out. I was probably somewhere between 41st and 33rd Street. And I mentioned this briefly on the last episode of the This Is America podcast, which you can get right here at WABCradio.com. And for the last few weeks, I've seen like a pop-up heroin shop on 8th Avenue, right in front of the city bikes where you park the city bikes adjacent to the Dwayne Reed. There's about 10 to 12 people sitting above the subway grate that's embedded in the concrete slabs of the sidewalk. And they have roller luggage, shopping carts, backpacks, and brown paper bags. Now, they've copped a squat. They're sitting Indian style with their legs crossed. And they're also in office chairs. Yeah, really. They're in office chairs, the ones that roll and have wheels at the bottom. And they have an entirely, like, organized operation. Some people are leaning against the wall, like, with a guy towards the corner of 33rd Street, another guy by 34th Street, kind of like lookouts, right by where the cop is, by the way. The cop does watch all of this. There's a cop that's right in front of Dwayne Reed, sees this all the time. But what's he going to do about it? Nothing. Because he can't. He can't arrest these people because there's no cash bail. They get right out. They do it again. It's a pointless exercise. This is happening right in the middle of Manhattan. You see the customers. They come right up to the woman. She's in the middle of Manhattan. She puts her hand into the crumpled up brown paper bag. She pulls out a small white envelope. It's the size of, let's say, a quarter and conducts her hand-to-hand exchange, taking cash for the envelope, then reaching back in the crumpled paper bag and pulling out a brand new hypodermic needle from a clear plastic bag. I mean, so you, you get to score and you get the drugs and the paraphernalia all at one. There are literally hundreds of people walking back and forth right outside of Madison Square Garden, right outside of the Duane Reed across the street from the CVS. That's Caddy Corner to the old Moynihan Station, which is now part of Penn Station, the new annex building. Nobody stops or is amazed by any of this because, sadly, this is the new normal because Commissioner Dermot Shea disbanded the anti-crime unit and the drug dealers and the bad guys on the streets know it. So the inmates are running the asylum. This is what the Democrats have allowed to happen. Squalor, untreated addiction, drug trafficking. And that's just one block on 8th Avenue between 33rd and 34th Streets. This is happening all over the city. I saw a video. It looks like a shelter on 34th Street if you go the other way where they used to live in the park, some of the homeless and some of the addicts. Now they're in the bus shelter that's right on the corner. They're laid out. I'm going to post it after the show on my social media, at Rich Valdez, so you can check that out. It's really, really a sad thing. This is literally what's happening. People are laying out on the street in 90-degree weather. It's a bunch of white politicians allowing this to happen to mainly black and brown people. That's how the left would put it, and that's a shame. Once they wake up and these people need another fix... It's interesting because they've kind of abandoned the cup and change method of panhandling for a new method. And they basically say, hey, yo, yo, can you help me out? Can you help me out? And if you're like, no, I don't have any money, they'll go ahead and say, how about Cash App? You got PayPal? You got Zelle? Can you help me with Venmo? So I think that's really, really interesting of what's going on in New York, what's going on in America with American education. Now, before we move on, let's go to the phones. I want to go to Gracie, you're on with Rich Valdez. Hello, how are you? I'm and doing great. Happy Independence Day. Thank you. And, ha- and I listened to yesterday, uh, you know, filling in with Salzburg. Excellent. I enjoy the Oh, Thank you very much. 
We we have the same story, only I'm older than you. My father came 1928, a month before the Depression, without his parents, just by himself, and he worked and made something of himself. And, and I ended up going to, I'm 73, I ended up going to college, big deal, I'm not saying, but still, for an immigrant, he made sure I went, I was a teacher. Good for you. But this is the peak de resistance. My son went to Harvard and Harvard Law School. Now, what country, I'm not saying this to Brig, but what country could say one generation away from immigration where one suitcase goes to that kind of a school? That's uh, why I love this country. Yeah, you know, Gracie, you bring up a great point because that's exactly what I'm talking about, where you can come from the humblest of beginnings and come to America and within one generation make a difference, within two generations build a legacy. And we see it time and again. So when people come and talk about like what AOC was talking about, this lack of fairness in generational wealth, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a bunch of English guys and other guys from Europe that came here and conquered this land. So I'm late to the game, right? My pops got here in 1955. So I think, you know, we're doing all right catching up. And I appreciate your call, Gracie. Let's head over to Bill in Norwalk, Connecticut. Bill, what's on your mind? Uh, From the time I was uh, able to understand anything, my family always celebrated the holidays. I had uncles who had been in the war, and they were uh, very, uh, very patriotic. We we celebrated every patriotic holiday. Uh, when I went to school, uh, in school at the time, we were very patriotic. And uh, even to this day, I taught my children that uh, they're living in Bill, where do you think the change has happened? Where do you think we've gone off of the mark where people aren't as patriotic? And it seems like so many young people now are really interested in becoming less patriotic and speaking out against America. Well, I think it's the teaching that they, they're getting in the schools and this kind of thing. I know that uh, during my business uh, time, I, I traveled overseas quite a bit. And if I loved America, I loved it a lot more. I was in many good countries in Europe and even as far away as Australia. Very nice places. People were free in, in most cases, but they just didn't have the same thing. And, and life was not as, as easy and, and uh, as free as it is here in the United States. So I think they have to travel a little. They have to learn a little more and they have to be taught in school. Uh, what, what what life is all about. I think it's a great point, Bill. I appreciate it. Have a great Independence Day. And with a minute to go, let's head over to Jimmy in Brooklyn. What's on your mind, my brother? Yes, these people outside protesting against the police, killing the police. They don't hate the police in Cuba and Iran and China. This is an ideological thing. It's not a matter of our people not knowing our history. It's a matter of an organized communist movement that got in our schools, got in our media, and they're brainwashing people slowly but surely. If we grew up in Iran, you and I might be terrorists too. Now, I know it's hard to believe, but if somebody controls everything you learn, they actually shape how you vote. So we get communists now and so-called socialists that actually get elected. But this is an organized movement. There's no such thing as the end of communism. We defeated communism. That's like saying we defeated old age. We defeated aging. You know, we we defeated death. The communist movement doesn't die like that. It just takes different forms. It's like an evil spirit that leaves one body, goes into another. This is what the American people have to wake up to. Jimmy, you know what's interesting is that I agree with what you're saying. I think part of it is I find it very remarkable, and you tell me what you think, about the amount of Chinese professors, Chinese exchange students, Chinese foreign influence on so many of our college campuses. Do you think there's a correlation? 
Yes, the communist countries, they're funding some of this stuff. Some of these radical groups out in the street have direct connections to foreign countries. Bernie Sanders has connections to over 20 foreign countries, country, communist countries overseas. The Chinese communists, they have groups like Revolutionary Communist Party and Freedom Road Socialist Organization. They work directly with, under the guidance of communist China. When they put the masks on, then the Antifa. So this has been going on forever. They take different forms, different names. I mean, it's like if John Gotti changed his name, he would still be mafia, okay? It's like a snake sheds its skin but still remains a snake. They got call it. Jimmy, out. the music means I've got to go. And I want everybody to keep it locked right here because we still have a lot going on. So still ahead, our phone number, 1-800-848-9222. And we're celebrating America's 244th birthday. I am Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on Facebook. Keep it locked right there. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, and our phone number, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We're going to be getting to your calls and more. But I want to tell you a little bit about when I was a kid, right? So you guys know, if you've listened to this program, you know that I was uh, I was born in Brooklyn, uh, 2606 Avenue U, and then we moved to, to 1787 Ocean Avenue. That's right off of Avenue M. And I remember as a kid, my brothers, you know, were teenagers when I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, sometimes I would try to tag along. And I remember once for the 4th of July, when you talk about fireworks, there were serious fireworks. Like I'm talking about a car that had been pushed in off the street onto the uh, basketball court of the park but that's right between Avenue L and Avenue M. And this thing was on fire. <laughs> and it was a charred wreck when it was done. Those are the type of crazy things that happened in the, in the 80s because there was utter lawlessness going on in the city. Uh, another thing I remember was people complaining about refrigerators being thrown off of the top of the roof of housing projects. That stuff, I haven't seen that happen in a long time because <laughs> I moved to Jersey. My point is that type of craziness is out there. And should it be accepted? Should we have that type of craziness? Licks can be deceiving. Worked in downtown Trenton when I worked for Governor Chris Christie some years ago. And I would leave the Capitol complex and I would take a walk. And there was a bodega right around the corner that sold really, really good carne guisada. And they also had fried chicken and pollo al It was really good, like, you know, roasted chicken. So I would go there for lunch because it was cheap and it was delicious. But to get there, you had to walk through a crowd of people because there was a pawn shop next to it. And right outside the pawn shop were all the drug dealers and they were selling everything under the sun. People would go steal something, pawn it in the pawn shop, come out with the money and buy their drugs. So I was always, you know, suited up for work. And I remember walking and one day a dude goes, oh, snap, that's Fat Joe right there. Look at Fat Joe with the suit on. And I was like, bro, no, no, I'm not Fat Joe. <laughs> but we, we became friendly, me and the dudes on the street. And sometimes, you know, that's how it works. You have to, to get friendly with people. We all have to get along. But when we have what we have going on right now with people occupying City Hall or out, right outside of City Hall and the mayor doing absolutely nothing to stop it, his police commissioner doing absolutely nothing to stop it, it's truly disgraceful. And I say all of that because today, so many of us are going to have fun today. We're going to throw a few back. We're going to 
put some stuff on the grill. We're going to eat. We're going to enjoy our family, our friends, music, etc. But the left, Antifa, the rioters, the protesters, these people have nothing better to do or make it their business to do stuff like this are having a flag burning challenge. And this is something that Curtis Sliwa brought up to me uh, earlier today. He sent me an email with this flyer and I got it right here in my hand. Check this out. This 4th of July, the Revolution Club invites you to reject American first chauvinism and join the revolution to emancipate humanity. Hashtag flag burning challenge at 4 p.m. Meet at Columbus Circle and march to Trump Tower. Now, it goes on to say a lot more stuff. I'll tell you this. There are lots of patriots, lots of good citizens that might want to visit this event to make sure that nobody gets hurt, to make sure that everybody is safe. They might want to go. I encourage lots of patriots to show up at Columbus Circle at 4 p.m. because we have to have a voice as well. That's important because if we don't show up, what the heck is going to happen? Now, speaking of of statues and uh, like the one in Columbus Circle, etc., President Trump mentioned that in his speech. And I want you to listen to the following cut. It's cut number four, where he's talking about how fascism is sneaking into America and how it's affecting everything, including wiping out our statues. Check this out. Our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. It's not going to happen to us. Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger, and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. That's very true, actually. That is why I am deploying federal law enforcement to protect our monuments, arrest the rioters, and prosecute offenders to the fullest extent of the law. And that's exactly what needs to be done. When you have this type of disorder, you need to bring a law and order approach to Tamp it down. You got to take control. Take the bull by the horns. Show him who's boss. I'm glad that Trump does that. I'm disappointed that Mayor Bill de Blasio doesn't do that. He couldn't give a damn. But we're going to get to somebody who did take the bull by the horns. He joined Vicky Palladino and Gavin Wax and the Young Republicans and some other people. Last Sunday, they went to the American uh, Museum of Natural History and they defended the Teddy Roosevelt statue. So we're going to get to him at the other side of the break. But right now, I want to get to the phone. So let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. What's going on? Your uh, What's on your mind? What's going on? Yeah, Rich, hello. Yes, sir. You, you played a clip of AAO. Yes, I did. Yeah. Saying the financial meltdown of 2008 was caused by bankers' behavior that she calls redlining. No, it was caused by the affordable housing mortgage quotas that Andrew Cuomo 
as HUD secretary wrote for his boss, President Bill Clinton. Also, yesterday, a caller to Rudy's show said Trump has to show strength. No, Trump has to show character, and he does show character. He doesn't have to show strength. Yeah, I agree with you. Now, I'm going to say, yes, I think Trump should show strength, but I don't think he needs to become a fascist dictator because I do believe they're constantly putting out a trap. They're always baiting him, trying to get him to go off the deep end and, you know, ride in like Teddy Roosevelt. (laughs) And, you know, with, with every last bit of the federal law enforcement to squash every problem. And that's definitely not going to happen. And it shouldn't happen because that would feed into the trap. Can I mention the Democrats such as Senator Bill Bradley? In in year 2000, Mm -hmm. Senator Bradley was campaigning for president. I learned that character doesn't matter anymore because Bradley of Princeton was saying there's a white, a quote, white skin privileged. Senator Bradley's competitiveness belongs on a basketball court. All right. Well, God bless you and Senator Bradley. Thanks for the call. Happy Independence Day. Let's go to Frank in Long Island. Frank, what's on your mind? Hey, what's up, buddy? Pleasure to be on your show. Thank you, brother. Bottom line is this. I'm not a racist, but bottom line is whenever you (laughs) fight back and you say something, uh, you know, say about an African-American, it's automatically the Democrats say you're a racist. They want to ruin you. Yeah. You know, just hang on a second. I think you're 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 right. And I find this interesting because this is a, a tactic that Jimmy from Brooklyn would say is is one of these Bolshevik tactics. This is how they do it. They basically say anything that you do that you say against anybody that's uh, of color, you're automatically a racist. You can't pass any type of judgment on them as a human being, on their behavior. You just can't do it because they will label you a racist. And I'm so sick and tired of it because I'm the last. There's no way I would ever hurt anybody because of the color of their skin. And I'm tired of being, you know, told I'm a racist. Whites are racist. White. You know, the bottom line too is with jail. You look at jail. Two two things I want to say. One, you know, a lot of violent crimes. If you look at, I mean, do, do stats count or no? Most violent crimes in America are committed by black people. And I hate to say that, you know what I mean? But it's almost like you got to shove it in their face and say, hey, if the family values of black people are broken. The bottom line is the, the most, the, the biggest victim in all of this. Do you, two things, real quick. Do you realize that more African American women have abortions than babies are born? And number two, the one we should be feeling sorry for is the African American mother. Yeah, because I she, think you're she, you're not, putting a lot out there. So let's take it step by step. Yes, I agree with what you're saying that African Americans have a disproportionate amount of abortions. That's 100 percent true. And if you look at the history of it, this goes back to the eugenics movement, which was involved with Nazi Germany. And they literally brought Margaret Sanger in from the um, what they called. I think she was called the Birth Control League before she started Planned Parenthood. And this is what she did. And they made sure that they painted African-Americans in a terrible light, getting them to try to kill themselves. It's, it's a damn genocide. And you do bring up a good point. As far as family values go, I would agree. I don't think that those are any different in other races. I think fatherless homes is a huge problem and it may be more prevalent with African-Americans. But by and large, it's an epidemic and we've got to fix it. So I, I appreciate that. Say one thing more. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the bottom line is this. Most, you know, the majority of African-Americans vote Democrat. You look at every Democratic city and, and, and they're destroyed. They don't help these people in any way. And not only that, what about the guy that uh, Bill, um, President Barack Obama spoke at that uh, the Ku Klux Klan guy? Is it Byrd? Oh, Robert Byrd. 
They spoke at his funeral. Said the guy. I mean, what about Malcolm X Boulevard? Malcolm X Boulevard. Malcolm X is known to hate Jews. Yeah. All right, Frank. We're going all over the place now. It's Independence Day. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yes, Malcolm X was was uh, was an anti-Semite, and he had some good things to say. And when he talks about white liberals being the enemy, I tend to agree with him on that. I uh, also think it's it's bad to hate Jews. It's bad to hate blacks. It's bad to hate anybody. There's way too much emphasis put on the stupidity of fake racism because I think people don't naturally hate other people. They they just jump on certain bandwagons because. People politically pushed him in those directions, and that's why it's important for us to stick to our guns and do what's right. But still ahead, we're going to get to your calls. We're going to get to Gabriel Montalvo, who took a stand for Teddy Roosevelt, and our phone number, 1-800-848-9222. Keep it locked right here. Keep it live and keep it local. I'm Rich Valdez with an S, and you're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now available on WABCRadio.com. This is America with Rich Valdez. Just because I'm Hispanic, because I'm a Latino, because I'm Puerto Rican, doesn't make me monolithic. We don't all think the same. This is America. Listen and subscribe. WABCRadio.com and the 77 WABC mobile app. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. Under the executive order I signed last week pertaining to the Veterans Memorial Preservation and Recognition Act. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. And other laws, people who damage or deface federal statues or monuments will get a minimum of 10 years in prison. And obviously, that includes our beautiful Mount Rushmore. America, standing up for America, is something that we have to do. Now, Smokey the Bear says that only you can prevent forest fires. I say that only you can prevent progressivism. Only you can prevent socialism. And only you can prevent the spread of communism here in America. Now, if you scroll through Twitter, you'll see video after video of the mob, a mob of zealots that know that a segment of America has cowed and they will not fight back. But one group of New Yorkers from Queens, New York, has organized and they rallied and they got with the young Republicans to protect the statue of President Teddy Roosevelt, who was once New York City police commissioner. The statue is at the entrance of the American Museum of Natural History. I mentioned that before. And I want to bring Gabriel Montalvo. Gabriel Montalvo is a enterprising young guy. He's uh, with us now. He is 21 years old. He lives in Queens. He's active with the New York Young Republicans. He's the vice chairman of the New York National Republican Hispanic Assembly. And he's also a soldier, a citizen soldier in the New York National Guard, so we thank him for his service. Gabriel Montalvo, tell us what was going on last Sunday at this rally. Hey, Rich, thank you so much for having me on. I mean, the scene was set. 
we had about over 150 patriots standing up for what, uh, what we believe in to preserve our history, to defend the Teddy Roosevelt statue from coming down. And across the street from us in Central Park, we had Black Lives Matter slash Antifa personnel waiting for us to uh, lower in numbers so they can encircle us, take pictures, and maybe even assault us. Did anybody smack you up and jack you up? Oh, no, not me. We all stood together. We all stood and stuck together. It was amazing. All right, so tell me how it started, because, you know, constantly, uh, whether, whether it's this show or whether I meet people out in the street, or especially when uh, I have the opportunity to guest host the Mark Levin Show, I get calls from all over America where people say, what is it that we can do? What can we do? What can we do? And I tell them, listen, there's a lot of things you can do, but you're actually, uh, you know, you're a young kid that's not even out of college, and you're, you're doing it. You're showing people what can be done. So, Gabe, tell everybody in New York that's listening, what is it that you did? What steps did you take to organize and get together with Gavin and Vicky and everybody else to protect the statue last Sunday? It was really just a bunch of people who were upset about how the mob was ruling over our government. Whether we enjoy the Democrat or Republican, doesn't matter. The fact is that the mob is controlling our government. So we were sick, we were sick of it. And Gavin Wax, with his club, put together this organization uh, of people, and he sent out some invites, and he said, spread the word if you're angry, too, because we sure are. And also the Republican National Hispanic Assembly were definitely upset about what was happening. So we shared, we mobilized, we got people involved, and we said, this is where you got to be. Because if no one's going to stand up for us, we have to stand up for ourselves. That's what being an American is all about. And, frankly, that's what being a New Yorker is all about. Yeah, well said. Now, I want you to help everybody that's listening understand um, what what was on the line for you guys when you were there. How many, uh, I guess, counter-protesters were there to, to meet you and greet you and be really nice to you as you were protecting the statue? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they were, uh, they were wonderful. I mean... They certainly tried to bring out the welcome wagon when they tried to uh, almost punch Ricky Palladino in the face. So that's what he looked like he wanted to do. But according to official counts, it says maybe about uh, 100 people, about 100 people were there. And that was there just to block us off or to, you know, across the street. They were, they were just there already. People throughout Twitter were tweeting about where we were. And stragglers started to come on and, and formulate. They were probably coming from the, the Chaz, the Chazistani and New York City people. Uh, probably sent in some scouts to try and make sure that uh, there was something happening before they brought in their main force. But by then, we already got our message across. What's your advice to people that want to do what you're doing, people that want to say, you know what, I want to be out there, I want to get active. What is your advice to them? On social media, I mean, the point is to bring people together. Go on Facebook, find a local group of Republicans. Go on the Internet, type in your nearest Republican club or young Republican club if that's in your age bracket. See if, you know, their message resonates with you. And then, you know, talk to people. Get involved. Recommend event ideas and get people, you know, to go out there. If not, speak to your friends and do it yourself. Because I'm sure that there are so many people now that are upset with what's happening to this country that they want to stand up to. And we can't allow for these leftist lunatics and, you know, this mob mentality to continue to rule over us. Well, tell us what's going on with your group. I know you said that the, um, the New York chapter of the RNHA, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly, and I, I've um, been happy to help you guys out when I can, but I know that you and the chairman are doing what you have to do with the organization. So tell people what it is that you're doing and how they can get involved if they want to. Definitely. Thank you. So 
what we're doing here is we're here to be kind of like the counteractive to whatever the left is trying to push. They're trying to push this whole uh, solidarity being with BLM, uh, you know, taking a knee for the country. We here at the New York RNHA are here to tell you that you stand and be proud for what you believe in. And we're here to push the Hispanic conservative message. So if you look up Republican National Hispanic Assembly, New York chapter, we're there. And if you're on Instagram, RNHA uh, underscore New York, you'll find us there too. And we'll be there to help organize some rallies, help you organize rallies all throughout the state. We're here for you. Excellent. Well, Gabe, let everybody know how they can find you. Oh, thank you. So if you're on Twitter or on Instagram, just type in Baron, B-A-R-O-N, Montalvo. I should be the first option that comes up. And if you're on Facebook, in the pages tab, Gabriel E. Montalvo, my initial right there. All right, brother. Well, listen, thank you for joining. This is America on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We thank you for your patriotism. We thank you for your commitment to keeping the Teddy Roosevelt statue safe right here in New York City. And I want to thank you again and uh, move on to some audio from President Trump. It's a really interesting cut because I think he kind of encapsulates everything, like the best of what is to come, the legacy that the United States leaves behind. And that's important right now. It's really important for us to be prepared. But listen to this. Centuries from now, our legacy will be the cities we built, the champions we forged, the good that we did, and the monuments we created to inspire us all. My fellow citizens, America's destiny is in our sights. America's heroes are embedded in our hearts. America's future is in our hands. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet And I agree with the president. The best is yet to come. If you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.